Hello, and welcome back to the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. I am so freaking excited that you are here. And yes, I know if you listened to the last podcast episode, I literally said I wasn't going to say I'm excited each time. (laughs) So we're not off to a good start, but I promise it will get better. I genuinely just get so pumped to sit here and record and chat with you guys. Is pumped a word that people are still using? I don't think it is. Anyways, that is besides the point. If you are new to me, my name is Mallory Page. I'm your host, but I am also a dietitian. And this whole podcast is about sifting through all of the nutrition and wellness information out there and then helping you decide what to actually think about it. You know when you're listening to a video by an influencer or talking to someone in the grocery store or whatever else it is, and they give you this new nutrition or wellness trend, and you think in your head, this seems like diet culture, aka it doesn't seem legit, but you don't actually know if that's true or not. This is the podcast that tells you, uh, yeah, it seems like diet culture. (laughs) Even at the end of each episode, I'm going to give you a ranking from 1 to 10 of how diet culture-esque it seems. And hopefully every single episode, you walk away knowing how you want to look at a trend or a theme or a habit or whatever else it is. So you just feel more confident in your day-to-day life for what works for you and your body. Today's topic is one that I got a lot of messages about on Instagram, which if you don't follow me there, you can. It's Mallory J. Page. It's always linked in the show notes. And it is clean eating. To start off, it only makes sense to talk about what the definition of clean eating is. And let me tell you, I was diving into the depths of the internet, of my friendships, of my followers to get you guys this definition. And here's the thing that I deduced from all of this research. There is no such freaking thing as the actual definition of clean eating, just like I suspected. When you look it up online, every single website has a different description, and might I add, most of these websites are lay websites, as in Mayo Clinic or, I don't know, other random blogs by nutritionists that are giving this definition, so it's not a real thing. And when I asked people on Instagram, which I'm going to read some of those responses, you will be shocked at the wide range of what I got. So I have now coined clean eating the urban dictionary (laughs) type of nutrition trend definition because it's not even necessarily a quote-unquote real thing or at least a thing definition term that we can really put a few words to. So I want to read off a few of these responses because I think it's kind of hilarious how different people defined clean eating. So let's just start off with the one that I think that most people would say. Maggie on my Instagram submitted, whole foods, unprocessed, unrefined. She also added in parentheses, boring at times, if I'm being honest, lol. I love that, Maggie. Thank you for saying what we're all thinking. I did see a lot of those, the whole food vibe, and that's especially what you see online, natural foods. Some people say eating in a way that is best for your body. Now, here's another one that I've seen. 
only eating plant-based and all-natural fruits, veggies, nuts, and nothing packaged at all. That was from Kylie. Abby said, I feel like it changes a lot, but what I often see is gluten, dairy, sugar, and inflammatory oil free. Definitely a common one. But there were also a lot that I really didn't expect. So Maddie submitted that clean eating for her means not binge eating or over consuming types of foods. Kim put in that she thinks clean eating is counting macros and following rigid rules around calories and numbers, which I thought was interesting where the counting comes into this. And then a lot of people put something along the lines of certain health foods, things that have a halo, especially unprocessed, all of that type of vibe. And then there were some of you guys that gave me different answers of stuff such as everything. In order to eat clean, I need to feel like I can eat anything that I want or having total freedom or any food that's a clean food is one that doesn't have mold on it. So, so many different responses from when I asked for definitions of this. And that's the same thing that I saw online. What I think is really interesting about this is the fact that a lot of us also hold a lot of moral value around the idea of clean eating. Clean eating makes us good or bad. And I saw that a ton when I was talking to people about why they eat clean or why they feel like they should eat clean. It means that they're healthy and that means they're fit or it means that their body looks good. And it was all about these different almost moral things that people felt were very important. And this brings up the second thing I want to talk about, which is what's really the deal with clean eating then? We don't have a universal answer to what actually it is, what it actually is. I don't know why. Sometimes I feel like I say my words in the opposite order. Does anybody else do this? I don't know. Anyways. But there are logistics of it that are pretty universal that we're going to go through. The first one that I want to talk about is the fact that clean eating at the root of the word doesn't make any freaking sense. Now, let me explain. What does clean mean, right? Clean means something isn't contaminated, it doesn't have mold, it doesn't have dirt on it. It is literally a clean surface food, whatever it is. So wouldn't that mean that any food that is not clean would be dirty? And what is a dirty food then? Because if you take what everyone was saying as that definition, it would be any food that's processed, like fast food or foods with sugar or gluten or dairy, depending on how you look at it. But when you think about what an actual dirty food is, that would be a food that had mold or had dirt or was literally not clean. I think about a food that's dirty as something that is not washed if it has dirt on it or, you know, it just doesn't, it's not something you would eat. So how does it really make sense when we break it down to the root of the word that foods that aren't clean would be dirty? 
So in my opinion, any actual clean food, the true definition of clean eating would be eating foods <laughs> that are literally clean, not clean in this figurative sense. Now, I know some of you are probably literally thinking this is so ridiculous. Why would I go to the links to go through this? But outside of this first more funny and also literal definition of clean eating and what it actually means, there's also the connotation that actually comes out of this that people are trying to spread, which really goes down to the root of calling foods good and bad. And uh, good and bad with food is such a slippery and challenging slope. Let me explain to you why. When we think about a food as bad, or when we think about a food as good, it really doesn't serve us in any way. And also, everyone is going to have a different definition of this. Again, right? Because of the fact that any food that is good makes us feel like we are being good. In most foods that are bad, we think about as we are being bad. And yet food holds no morality. We are the only people or us ourselves. We ourselves. Why do I do this? Sometimes I just get lost in my words. So I sing to you guys. Back to what I'm saying. I know I can edit these things out, by the way. I just think it's more fun when it's really us having a conversation and chatting and, and how I really am. So you can give me feedback <laughs> on if you like that or not. Back to what we were saying. We are the only people that can give morality to food. Food does not have inherent morality. It does make sense when you really think about it. I know it can be hard to believe, but it really does. Because this is why there are people that literally think that all foods that are keto are good. And other people think that only foods that are plant-based are good. Those are completely different opinions and those people would feel guilty or name different things as bad and would have different reactions to the foods that they ate. So when we break foods down this way, it's really important to think about how does it make us feel? So then we have a food that we categorize as bad and it makes us feel like crap and we beat ourselves up for it. And we call ourselves bad for it. And yet every single food truly does nourish us in a different way. Some foods nourish our body more. Some foods nourish our mind more. Some foods nourish our soul more. Some nourish connections or experiences. Everything fuels us differently. It's just important to know how it's fueling us. Number three, our third point here. Was I even saying points before this? I don't think I was, but I'm going to do that to break it up. Is the nature of clean eating, it really just ties so much back to diet culture. It is ridden with diet cultureness. <laughs> Why I say this is because to me, the clean eating movement does really root back to bodybuilders and nutritionists. I couldn't specifically see this, so it is more of a theory just to point that out. But I think about the time period of when clean, clean eating really came out 
And it really coincides with this huge movement of fixation on health, fixation on physique, and weight loss. So a little bit about me, if you don't know me as well, is I dealt with an eating disorder. It was orthorexia and fitness obsession from when I was a junior in high school all the way up to a senior in college. And the main thing that really spurred the kind of, let's see, extreme nature of my eating disorder or what really kind of pushed it to the next level was the whole clean eating movement. This is when you were going on Instagram and you were literally seeing fitness influencers posting their schedules of eating. This was not when we even had stories, by the way. So they would be putting literal pictures up (laughs) on their feed. And of course, it's a square box at that point, right? And people would be commenting like, doing this today, And it would be ridiculous. I don't want to give two specifics of examples because I don't want it to be triggering, but the stuff that they were eating and how they were eating it it was all disgusting and it was all in the name of clean eating. You know, the egg whites and all the stuff. I won't go into it, as I said. And I just so believed that that was what I needed to do, not only to get the physique that I wanted, but also to be like these people that I idolize and to be good enough and to be accepted by society because that was the trend at that point, which if you've listened to my trailer, that's the whole definition of diet culture, right? It's the set of beliefs that society really pushes and sells to make us believe we have to be that way, do those things to be good enough. And this is the epitome of clean eating. The other piece that drives me nuts is that it's never sustainable. Of course, again, this does go back to your definition of it, but it's so just restrictive most of the time and the things that you can actually do. And back to what Maggie was saying, (laughs) it's so boring in the way that it's often sold. How many times have you seen the people doing clean eating also being the ones that are having cheat days? And it brings up the question, why do you have to cheat on your diet? If you have to cheat on your diet, then it's often not sustainable. If you have to cheat in a relationship, that obviously shows something is wrong with the relationship or with you. I mean, that's a whole different thing. But how do we think that it's healthy when it transfers to food? In my opinion, it's not. And that is the problem with this is it is very linked to morality in most cases when people talk about it. There is a very strong tie to what they think makes them good or bad. And I can't even tell you how many of my clients, especially ones that come into Live In Restricted, identify as clean eaters because they say they like to eat healthy and they like to work out and this is what makes them feel good. And I'm not undermining that those things can be true, but Most of the time, it's covering up so much and really masking some deeper challenges that this person is going through. And there's a reason why they feel like they have to do this, which we would also be remiss not to mention the fact that most of the time, the reason why clean eating is actually happening doesn't really have to do with how people feel. Yes, for some people it is, but it typically goes back to how people look. And It's not wrong to want to feel your best. And I want to emphasize that point because it is, it's not wrong to want to feel your best. But 
I think in clean eating, they often mistake feeling your best with actually following just strict rules. So essentially, it's better to stay in and eat your chia pudding. I don't know why I said chia pudding. (laughs) It's better to stay in and eat your chicken and broccoli, chia pudding, unprocessed foods, whatever it is, than it is to go out to a dinner with friends or family that you love. It's better to stay in and do your workout than it is to go on an impromptu ice cream date or have drinks, whether that be a mocktail or an actual drink, depending on what works best for you, with someone you haven't seen. And it really brings up the whole question of, well, what is actually healthy? Because in my mind, connections are the most beneficial that we thing that we have in our life. And even as they've done studies on longevity, connection and reduced stress are some of the biggest things that do come up as consistent themes. So there's obviously a balance to both of these things, right? Yes, we want to feel our best, but also if that's coming at the compromise of your body and your connections and your experiences and you're isolating yourself or you're always having to choose to eat at home or to not have these experiences because of the way that you feel like you have to eat, how is that healthy? And a whole nother layer of it is if you're having guilt or stress about every single time that you eat something out of your comfort zone, that's also not healthy. We have to be able to have flexibility in life, in my opinion, because otherwise, how do you go to events, weddings, live spontaneously in any way? if you can't add in those elements. And if we're constantly stressed, that's oftentimes even worse for our health, you know? Or how many times do you see people that are eating clean, quote unquote, living a clean lifestyle that also will sleep four hours at night to wake up to go to the gym super early in the morning or, you know, not value other aspects of their mental health and their life. And to me, it shows, again, it's not about health. It's about this very strict lifestyle and often physique. So I know that this may not be something that you guys want to hear. Some of you guys may have a lot of resistance to what I'm saying, and that's okay. I'm also not saying that clean eating is totally bad or it's horrible because as you guys saw, everyone has a different definition of it. So I want to give you guys some tips on how to see how you want to include this into your life. The first thing that I would do if you're sitting here and you classify yourself as a clean eater is ask yourself a few questions. Number one, why do I feel like I need to eat clean? Number two, what is it that I actually am wanting to feel with this way of eating? Are you wanting to feel fit? Are you wanting to feel healthy? Are you wanting to feel good? Are you wanting to have weight loss and the feeling that comes with that? What is it that you're looking to feel? And last but not least, if you are trying to achieve these things with the way that you're eating now, is it actually helping you achieve that? And do you actually feel good? Because oftentimes, you forget that 
just because you're hoping to do these things to feel this way doesn't mean it's actually happening. As I was kind of saying, you see so many bodybuilders that aren't treating their body well at all, but they're just doing it for the purpose of muscle gain, and they call that clean eating. You see so many people trying to lose weight, even if that weight that they're going for doesn't actually work with their body and their set point, which if you don't know about set point, maybe we should do a whole episode on it, but it's basically the weight range that is the most optimal for your body that makes you to feel your best and function your best. And yet they're clean eating, quote unquote, and that has them in a binge and restrict or an overeating and restriction cycle. So they eat a certain way during the week or during the beginning part of the day and then find themselves wanting to eat all these things that they're restricting themselves from. And it's causing this whole guilt and shame. And yet they're still convinced that that way of eating is the way they have to eat. And I do want to mention too, especially since I talked a little bit about my story, clean eating definitely can be the disguise of an eating disorder or disordered eating. And there may be some of you guys listening to this that know deep down that's you. You may not. I definitely disguise my ED as clean eating and I didn't recognize it for a really long time. Not proud to say it, but I'm just being honest. So in that case, it's definitely really harmful for your health because we know how harmful EDs are, but everyone's at a different place. So I know that's not going to be everyone and that's not the extreme for everyone. The second thing, take the things you like and leave what you don't. This is where the realistic nature of this podcast comes in. I'm not the person that's going to tell you clean eating is going to ruin your life and you can never do it again. I'm going to say take the parts of what you're doing now that you like. If you really like eating a certain veggie or having a certain meal structure at lunch and dinner most of the time, take it. Use it. Heck yeah. You're listening to your body. You're seeing what feels good for you. That's important. But if you desperately miss having cookies and you are dying to have a cookie or you're totally losing out on socializing and you really miss it, don't let the clean eating in the name of doing the quote unquote healthy thing or quote unquote right thing hold you back because that's not living. That is not living and we're here to live and feel our best. When you look back When you're 80 years old, do you think you're going to remember when you stayed in and you had salad by yourself? Or are you going to remember when you went out to a fun dinner with your friends? I mean, come on. And also, I do want to mention, if you're constantly worried about the fact that you can only eat certain things, then it doesn't make these type of dinners very fun. Also, I know there's a whole other layer to this of people that actually have allergies, And that's not what we're talking about here. I just want to mention that because there's always nuance. You have to remember with these things. Again, it's my educated opinion. And every single podcast episode is going to have a lot of nuance. But I could sit here and disclaim the entire episode. And I don't think you guys are here for that. I think you're here for the real-ish. I can't decide if I want to cuss on this podcast. So (laughs) we kind of do an in-between. And that's what I'm going to give you. Anyways, I got off a track. Last one. Evaluate what you're doing. Ask yourself, am I doing this because I like it or because I feel like I have to? This is exactly where diet culture comes in. 
It convinces us that we need to do these things to be a good person or to be worthy or to be loved, to be a small enough body, to be the fit friend, to have an identity. And it's just not true. No one used to say clean eating, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. Sometimes I question myself because I'm actually starting to get older and I just don't realize how timing has shifted. The fact that we're in 2022 is insane. That I don't think that's really what people were talking about at that time. It was Beachbody and the South Beach diet and Weight Watchers and all that stuff. The trends will always change. The terms will always change. But the most important thing is doing what works well for our body. And our body doesn't want to go through all these trends and shifts all the time. It wants to do what makes it actually feel good. I hope that this was helpful. I know it can be really hard when you have a lifestyle or a trend that you're following and then someone sits here and basically says the flaws that they see in it. But I only do this because I care about you guys and I don't want you living in a diet culture trap for the rest of your life. I want you to feel your best and that's what the most important thing is, more important than anything else. So, as I said in the beginning, we're going to give this a little rating because we love a rating. It's going to go from 1 to 10 and 1 is not diet culture at all. You know, it's 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 good. It's in the clear. We don't have any issues with her. She's living her dream. 10 is full-blown diet culture. It it's the extreme, okay? Now, I am a little worried that as I do this podcast, there's going to be a little bit of variability in how I respond. So I probably should have lessened the categories, but you know what? I'm going to just trust my gut, okay? I'm going to trust my gut. You guys are going to be there for me and not think that every single time I say something, it always has to be like held on to like literally the spoken word of Jesus, okay? So I personally would give clean eating just as a whole, with where it came from, with how it's practiced, for most people, an eight. I know that's really high. I know it is. But with everything that we've said, I just don't find that most people doing clean eating, it actually feels the best for them. And I do believe it's so rooted in diet culture. Now, just to emphasize this one more time, your definition of clean eating may not be an eight. The way that you live your life may not be an eight. But the whole term overall, I think it is. You should definitely DM me and share this podcast, first of all, because that would be amazing. If you shared it with a friend, you shared it with a family member, you shared it on your story, it would mean the world to me because I am a new gal on the scene. Just starting out this podcast and your support would mean the world. I would also love your feedback. And I would also love to know what you would rate clean eating on a scale of one to 10. The last thing I want to say is if you are someone that categorizes yourself as a clean eater, I would just Really try and think about why you need to have that definition. Can you start to use things more like foods that nourish my body or a way of eating that makes me feel good? Because 
It takes off so much of that charge around the word itself. And also, I think it makes it a lot easier to communicate with people when you're not like, yeah, I'm a clean eater, you know? So to end this off today, I loved getting to chat with you as I always do. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you want to follow along outside of the pod, you can find me at Mallory J. Page. It will be linked in the show notes. If you're interested in working with me, you can find a link to all the good stuff that I have. We currently have a round of Live Unrestricted that is starting soon. There are very limited numbers sots left. So if you'd like to apply, find it at the link in my bio or at the show notes. I'm still getting used to saying that. I'm still the link in the bio girl. <laughs> if you're someone that feels like you're more in the disordered eating spectrum of this or you're really having a hard time of finding a way of eating that makes you feel your best because you feel really weighed down by all of these labels and standards, Live Unrestricted is for you. I can't suggest applying enough. It will be so transformative. And we take an application call to make sure it actually is a good fit, which is the most important thing. I'm not here to waste your time or money. And am I missing something? This is probably why I should record an actual outro, but I like keeping things off the cuff. I like it feeling like we're just chatting on a normal day. So I will let you go. I'm going to see you back here next week. I can't wait to hear what your feedback is. And this is getting awkward at the end, so I'm going to end it. Love you guys. Bye.